Warning, the following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, Primers, to this issue 72. Hey, that was a rhyming scheme. <laughs> issue 72. Uh, yeah, no, no, you know, we have to stay with it for the rest of the episode. Hell no. Well, we have a short one, so we can, we can just have a lot of pregnant pauses, and everybody's like, Jesus Christ, guys, you're not even trying anymore. Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, it is Labor Day weekend. We are coming to you on a Monday rather than a Sunday because we have the day off and we wanted to enjoy the weekend. So uh, a little bit late, but not really much uh, as far as importance goes. We, we still wanted to bring you a issue this week. And that's why we're coming to you a day late, but we apologize for that. Anyway, introductions from the Showcast Spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network. I am Ben Beck. And from the Gabby Crew cast of Pods, Rob Martin. And I went and saw a movie last night. I saw what you saw again, and I'm still sad that it's not on a on a server. It's not on the server yet. Well, (laughs) the reason why I went to see it last night, I went to go see Baby Driver on big screen again last night, and the reason why is because it is coming to VOD next week, uh, which means it will be up on my server next week. But I wanted that big screen experience of that movie one more time before I was going to lose the opportunity, and this was most likely the last week I was going to be able to do that. But also. Uh, I was testing something out when I went to go see the movie last night. Um, uh, this is going to be my recommendation for the week. I'm going to give it to you now because we really – this week we're just going to talk about news and then we're going to talk about some of the stuff that, that has come up in the news recently this episode. Uh, nothing specific that we're we're really going to focus on as far as a, a movie or uh, a television show that, that we've watched or anything like that. Uh, but there's a, there's a new subscription program. A new subscription plan out. Uh, it's actually by the owner of Netflix, and it's called Movie Pass. I'm sure this mm, has been yes, hitting the news yes. a lot lately, especially and I, with how much AMC hates Movie Pass. Well, here's the thing: I, I've done my research into this, and I had a number of people ask me about Movie Pass. I'm like, "Why are you asking me? I, it's not mine." Uh, but because I am a huge movie buff and I do enjoy the theater experience a lot, I just don't get to do it that often because it's so damn expensive nowadays. You know, the average movie ticket nowadays is $13, $14, and that's if you go to a standard 2D film. Um, so, uh, you know what? I looked into it a little bit because I had friends who were asking me about it, and I got me curious about it. I researched into it to find out how exactly the plan works, what exactly entails, what you have to do once you sign up. And I was like, all right, you know what? For nine ninety I'll sign up for at least a month. I'll give it a shot and see how it works. So I signed up about two weeks ago, and you can't do anything with this plan until you get a card in the mail. Um, apologies for my cat making noise in the background if you heard that. Now, this, this is they, – they're essentially sending you a debit card, aren't they? They do. They send you a MasterCard debit card. 
Uh, and how it works is there are a couple restrictions. Once you get this card in the mail, you go through the, the MoviePass app on your phone. And if you want to see a movie, the app gives you a listing of all the theaters near you and all the showtimes of all the movies that that are eligible for this because uh, they they update their listings every day. With MoviePass, you can't buy tickets in advance of anything further than the day of. So you, if like the new Star Wars is coming out or uh, you know Justice League is coming out, you can't buy tickets days in advance through MoviePass. Unfortunately, it, everything is the day of. You can buy to advanced showings of that day but you cannot buy of like days ahead so you can go down to the movie theater that morning and be like cool eight o'clock showing yes go. yes uh the way the app works is you have to be within 100 yards of the theater that you are going to see the movie so you can't do this from home unless you live next door to the movie theater once you get to the movie theater, you go into the app, you find your movie, you find your film and your showing, and you, you hit that on the app, and it gives you the option to check in. When you check in and you click check in, you have 30 minutes to buy your ticket, either from the ticket window or the electronic ticket kiosk. I go to the kiosk just because it's easier. Uh, you know, go to the kiosk, pick your show, pick your movie, pick your showing. What happens is once you check in, the card unlocks the funds. And you have 30 minutes to use them before they're locked up again. So last night I went to go see Baby Driver at a theater that I usually go to. And I went, uh, you know, I checked in about 10 minutes before the movie. It told me, great, go purchase your tickets. Swipe the MasterCard. And boom, I had my ticket. I spent $9.95 for, a pro- for the plan for the month for September. It's The ticket cost me $13.50. But in essence, it, only, it didn't cost me anything because I already paid for MoviePass. Which also means now, for the rest of the month of September, I can go see a movie a day for free. Yep. And that's really kind of amazing. I really love what they're doing with this. I mean, the question is, how many chains and chains in your area will support it? Well, here, that's... But here's the thing with that, Matt. That was my main concern going into this as well. And I, we didn't even talk. Just fig, we didn't even say that we were going to talk about this. But I figure we might as well because we have a lot of moviegoers who – Especially with all these movies that we're going to be talking about coming to theaters soon. And superhero movies at that. I mean, that seems like – that feels like it's 90% of the movies that most of us are excited about nowadays. Yes. So. I mean, and there are no restrictions. Of, I mean, you can go see a movie the day it's released. You can go to you know midnight showings, whatever it is. You just have to purchase that day. Uh, so, I mean, if there's something – and you want to go opening night – you might be better off just spending the money and getting the tickets a couple days in advance or take your chances, go to the theater early for like an 11 o'clock show and go to the theater at like 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, buy your tickets then, especially if it's a theater that does seating uh, because then you're going to have to pick your seat and you're going to have to go with whatever's available, especially if tickets have been bought days in advance. Uh, they do not – right now, it's only standard 2D, 2D movies. There's no RPX. There's no IMAX. There's no 3D. Uh, there's no Fathom events, which really sucks because I enjoy Fathom event showings, uh, in particular Rift Tracks. But uh, they are working on ways to incorporate them into the policy a little bit later on. Now, my concern, again, was how many theater chains are stopping this. And I did my research about this, and I realized it even more last night finally using it. The theater still gets the money that they still get the full ticket price. So I spent $10 on the plan, and when I swiped my MasterCard, my MasterCard gave the theater $13.50. It gave the ticket – it gave the theater the full ticket price. 
And they have said that if somebody uses this to their full capacity, like if me as a user goes to see 15 movies a month, obviously they're losing money on me as a customer. Three to four movies a month actually averages out for these people because the price of the tickets, most of that actually goes to production companies. It doesn't go to theaters. Theaters make their money on concessions. They don't Mm -hmm. make their money on ticket prices. Right. Uh, So the theater still gets their full ticket price from MoviePass, which, again, made me wonder why are these theaters up in arms about this? And the main reason these theaters are up in arms about this is because they feel like it's not a suitable plan. People are going to get used to going to see as many movies as they want, $10 a month. And then when this plan goes under or whatever, and if, if it only lasts for six months, then hell, I got to go see as many movies as I wanted for 60 bucks. You know, I, I don't care. I'm fine with that if it goes under in six months. I got my six months worth out of it. Um, their concern is that when the plan goes under and it, this all folds, People are going to have to go back to paying full price again, and they're going to complain that ticket prices are too high. Guess what? We've already been complaining about that for the past 10 years. Yeah, That's not going to change. We're already complaining that ticket prices are too high. If anything, and I was thinking about all this anyway, if anything, this movie pass is going to help theaters. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're getting their full amount, and people, if people like you go in and you get a soda and a popcorn every other time you go – that is one more soda, one more popcorn that is being purchased for like $6 each, um, you know, and they're already making that money that they normally would not have gotten. Exactly. If anything, this movie pass, because it's so much cheaper now to go to the movies, you're going to have more people going to the movies because it's now a lot easier for them to do this. And on top of that, the money that I would have spent you know, thirteen fifty. I would have spent on a ticket. Now that I'm not spending anything at all, because this is my third movie of the month. Guess what? Now I'm going to get a soda and popcorn. Yeah, because I have that money in my pocket. Now going to the movies is not a thirty to forty dollar experience. It is now a fifteen to twenty dollar experience if you are planning on getting food. Exactly. I mean, and now I can go to a I can go to a theater like uh, like Movie Tavern, which is a theater out here by us that serves dinner. Uh, and has alcohol and everything. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Slow down. Are you saying Movie Tavern is part of Movie Oh, Pass? Movie Tavern is a part of Movie Pass. I am getting a Movie Pass. <laughs> <laughs> movie Tavern is a part of Movie Pass, which means now, guess what? I go to one movie at like the, the AMC or the Regal by me at the beginning of the month. Later on in the month, I treat myself. I go see a movie at Movie Tavern that didn't cost me anything, and I have dinner while I'm there because I didn't pay for my movie ticket. That's really kind of wonderful, and I I think that's kind of amazing. I, that could actually get me back to the theater a little bit more frequently. Like uh, my I have like a day of, usually on the weekend where my wife is at work, and it's actually when we normally record the show uh, was on Sundays. And sometimes I've gone through and just went to the theater afterwards and yeah. instead of doing that. I mean, I could do that a couple times a month, and I like, great. I got to see this and this and this and this and. That's kind of great. I, I really love that idea. And I think it gives people the ability now to, to start taking chances on some movies that they may not normally want to see. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, or, too. I or, didn't, or they're I didn't, on the fence. You know? I didn't even think about that. I reserve my theater experience usually for big-budget action films because if I'm paying that much to go to the theater, uh, you know, that's what I want to see. But now when I see theater, when I see trailers for movies that I think look good – I might not be so subjective as to immediately say, I'll wait for Blu-ray yeah, or I'll like, wait for DVD 
Yeah, because normally, like, a drama or a comedy, I'm like, well, there are a lot of times those are very subjective. I'll wait until they come out instead of spending $15. And that's pretty much exactly what I say yeah. uh, to go see it. So now that, that there's an opportunity for that, this is a really good chance. So. Yeah. So uh, I, I know they're not a sponsor of ours at all. They uh, have, We haven't talked to them. I'm going to. I'm going to reach out to them because I, I'm raving about this program. Um, so I'm going to see if maybe – we can get them to hook us up with something. Um, but I mean, in the meantime, I got the, like I said, I signed up weeks ago. I finally got to use it last night. And in just my first experience of using it, it's extremely easy to use. Like I said, with the exception of you having to be at the theater, but you're going to the theater anyway. So who cares? Um, you know, and it, honestly, if it takes off, they'll probably find ways around that and they'll probably make some changes to the program. Yeah, exactly. When theaters start to see, I think what it is. And, and here's the thing. The theaters cannot, stop it the only way that they can stop it is because again they're getting their full amounts and basically they have movie passes signed an agreement and a contract with mastercard in which these theaters have also signed agreements with the only way these theaters can stop and prevent movie pass is to stop accepting mastercard which means which they're, they're not in, yeah they're in trouble <laughs> they're so. not going to do that they yeah. will lose so much more business dropping MasterCard than they would MoviePass. Yeah. So the theaters, there's not you're safe in that the theaters will not um, prevent you from using this because they can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a typical MasterCard debit, which means they have to accept it. Uh, the only thing that a lot of theaters are doing right now to restrict it is they're not doing e-ticketing. Um, there is one theater by me though. Uh, that is a dine-in theater. Uh, it's not a Regal or an AMC. It's just a um, – It's uh, I forget what it's called. Um, but that is the only theater by me on the app that I can do e-ticketing from home. Um, so it's – when these theaters start to see that MoviePass is actually working and more people are coming to theaters, they'll probably loosen their restrictions on that and you'll see more and more theaters in the app start accepting e-ticketing. And you'll probably see alternate plans come up, uh, you know, saying instead of a nine ninety five plan, you can do a fourteen ninety five plan. That'll get you access to things like IMAX and, and IMAX and Fathom. So and so and, although Fathom right. ticket prices are the same as regular two D ticket prices, so I think that's just a matter of working at an agreement with Fathom. Yeah, and the majority of the ones in our area that work with Fathom is just Edwards, AMC, uh, AMC Regal. You know, yeah, uh, that that chain is the only ones I think I know locally that do anything with Fathom. So, which I uh, would I would love it if they if you're not familiar with Fathom, go to FathomEvents.com and just check out what they show because I would love it if MoviePass started accepting Fathom events because again I go to the Rift Tracks every time that they're they're in town every time they do a performance, but Rift Tracks also brings all these classic movies back to theaters for like one night only engagements. Uh, you know, like E.T. is coming back to theaters. They did the Blues Brothers not too long ago. Um, you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind is coming back to theaters for, uh, you know, for a night. They did Back to the Future back in the during the 25th anniversary. Like, these are movies I never got the chance to see in theaters. And with MoviePass and Fathom together, dude, I would go see these every time they came back. I would go back and go see Close Encounters of the Third Kind in theaters. Like, that, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping sometime over like the next six months or so they they work out some kind of arrangement with Fathom and they can they can do this. Yeah, no, I'm I'm absolutely right there with you. I think I think it's a really great idea. I would love to see it play out, and I think this could potentially also help fuel 
the one other thing that you and me have been wanting to see and that price to come down and become a normal thing, which is uh, the box that you can get for your home where instead of going to the theater with a whole bunch of people, it's like $30 and you can rent it at home the same day it, it airs. Like yeah. I think the, right now the pricing on that is still like $100 to, to have the film. But uh, I think if they can – if something like this – takes off that's the next avenue that you'll really see start to move again so oh yeah absolutely so mm-hmm. m- my recommendation for the week starting it off right uh, or starting it off the opposite way hey funny enough guess what there's a baby driver that just popped up online um ah <laughs> it's got korean yeah. subtitles though so i'm probably still gonna wait a little bit um but uh anyway my recommendation for this week instead of at the end of the podcast putting it out early just because we've been talking about it for the last 10 minutes uh movie pass moviepass.com sign up it's 9.95 a month if you're an avid movie theater if you're an avid movie fan like i am and you want to get back to the theater experience it's absolutely worth it so all right moviepass.com sign up within a week or two you'll have your card it'll be back to the theater all right, so because we're doing recommendations now, I've got one other one. I might as well just, we'll put this in here real quick. We're also talking to a company by the name of RGV Custom Savers. Okay, now if you've ever seen some of these online, there's a ton of awesome places out there that make lightsabers, like really, really nice ones, where like they have like combat blades and such that like you can like beat the crap out of your friends with uh, <laughs> and do dueling, and they'll not shatter on you. Um, but they're all custom designed. A lot of them are really gorgeous. And um, I have a good friend of mine Hornet. actually uh, put a post well up just the other day that they were doing a raffle. And that raffle is going to be for Hurricane Harvey you know, victims right now. And basically, if you go over to our Facebook page, and it only runs until tomorrow, so you have to make sure you get it in by the end of day Tuesday. Um, but what they're doing, it's $3 per entry. And these, these sabers cost a couple hundred dollars. Like, they are gorgeous. Uh, but for three bucks, they'll enter you in. The company again is RGB Custom Savers. So, but in addition to that, I'm talking to them now and just started some dialogue. We're going to see if we can get maybe uh, one or two for the DC Primetime raffle that's going to be happening for uh, Extra Life. So, uh, this is a really good opportunity. Again, three dollars gives you one entry, and every three dollars gives you an additional entry. So, send them like fifteen bucks. Uh, it's a great way, and you, you get a chance. But the one of the sabers that is in the raffle right now, there's photos of it on our page. Uh, the guys that I talked to, they are incredibly nice. The way you enter, it's really simple. You make sure you look at that post. There is somebody by the name of J.B. Garza uh, in, listed in there, and there's a little link. You just click on his uh, his name and send him a message on Facebook and say, hey, can you just send me the PayPal information for it? I've spoken to him like quite some time. They live in Texas. Uh, thankfully, they were not impacted, but they're, everything that's coming in from this is going directly to Hurricane Relief. So, That's awesome. This is, this is just a really cool thing for you guys to get a chance to do. You're supporting a great cause, and you're entering in for a chance of winning something really, really just beautiful. And if you're a Star Wars nut like Ben and I are, this is uh, this is the way to do it, and one of the ways that you can do something positive. So. Yeah, and I, you know what, I love the fact too that we're starting to talk to all these different companies about. I mean, granted, it, it's for charity, but I mean, still, it's and I, it, it's funny because I was thinking about this the other night with everything going down in, happening in in Texas right now. I almost feel bad asking for money for a different charity. 
yeah, no. you know, asking for money for extra life because the people in Texas really do need the help. And um, I've definitely already given my part. I've donated to a bunch of different organizations already that, for Harvey Release. I, I Harvey Relief, and I, I did again this weekend actually. Um, anytime I go somewhere and I say, well, you know, would you like to donate such and such? Yeah, yep. just, just yeah. do it. You know, uh, every time I've been in a Wawa recently, and for those of you that are not in like our little corridor of the world, like Wawa is like our like it it, it is the best gas station slash like food place convenience like, convenience store yeah I, it's it, it's but their food is just like heaven like Amen. it's so good god i love their paninis anyway uh, <laughs> but they they've been doing hurricane relief stuff since everything went down this past week so i've been doing stuff there when i saw the stuff with uh you know the custom saber shop uh, i immediately gave to them as well and uh, immediately started a dialogue but i agree with you one of the great things about this though even though bad things are you know the reason for these things happening uh it's it, it's uh, allowing us to start connecting to other small companies that are just trying to do cool things for the geek culture community which is one of the purposes of caffeine crew and next level and the fact that we've been doing extra life all these things it's us finding a way to give back and be a positive part of this community so getting to connect with some of these people and have relationships with them as, as becoming friends with companies, all these it allows us to do this stuff more and more often. So we can say, Hey, and something else, if something else were else to have, like majorly happen, uh, we can look at doing something with them together as well and be able to maybe drum up more support for something else. So these things I think really are great for, for this kind of, these kind of communities to be able to connect. Yeah, exactly. Definitely for sure. Um, Hey, when is our extra life again? Anyway, it's we're gonna get the tenth into the eleventh, right? Right. So okay. uh, we begin. Uh, I believe we're starting at ten p.m. Uh, on the tenth, and we will run until midnight. Uh, or no, we're starting at nine p.m. Uh, nine p.m. on the tenth because we're we're being evil to ourselves and giving the opportunity for people to play for twenty seven hours instead of twenty four because some people have a very difficult time <laughs> staying up until midnight. And then running for 24 hours for a charity marathon. So um, me and a couple of other people were like, I don't care. And I will absolutely play those extra three hours. That's well, like two more board games I didn't get a chance to play. Well, so. the reason I asked is because I just now realized that I wasted 45. Well, I didn't waste the money. The money's still going to go to a good cause. But I, I I signed up for another charity event that day and I didn't realize it. Uh, I signed up for the Rocky Balboa run in Philadelphia. <laughs> and, uh, which is a 5k and i'm just now realizing that i can't go because i'm doing the extra life but the money the money i use for sign up is still going to go to the to the ymca so it's it's not like it's i wasted the money it's still going to go to yeah, a cause that's good so yeah but it sucks because i was actually i've been you i saw you the other day and you said that i was i was looking better like i had trimmed down a little bit and it's actually because i've been training for that rocky run <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, and now I'm, you're I'm, gonna sit down for for 24 hours and eat food and I, play games. Yep. Now I'm just so. gonna gorge out on Funyuns, Mountain Dew, and play Xbox <laughs> <laughs> because now I I'm not doing it. Um, but no, that's fine. It's uh, I'll do it next year. Hopefully, it's not in the same time. I think well, because we're, we're, we push back a week because of our, our our friend's wedding. So yeah, exactly. So, so Bill Bill, who's part of the caffeine crew, that you, if you've listened to that show, he's on like almost every episode. Uh, yeah, he's getting married on actual extra life day. So, um, yeah, so uh, it, we're, we're, things are in great motion for that. Like I said, um, you know, you, we might as well, you know, actually, before we get into the, the thick of all that stuff, actually, you know, it's great. Let's just do it now. Then we'll go into the news, talk about it a little bit, and then we'll get out of here because uh, we're already like 30 minutes in, surprisingly. <laughs> I so. know. 
So, uh, what did you want to talk? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about the DC uh, primetime raffle. Um, just because I think we want to make sure, because I've seen one entry so far, actually, uh, that came in for me. And that actually came in from Brian Roll, one of his followers, because he retweeted and re-messaged uh, uh, the post that we put up on DC Primetime. Oh, nice. So, so which is great. So we have our very first entry into that. But if those of you haven't seen it yet, and like I said, we really, really urge you, because, again, this is something that these people really need. And bear in mind, too, this does kind of connect to Harvey. Children's hospitals, regardless around the you know the country, that are part of Children's Miracle Network, which is every state, uh, and there are ones in other areas as well. But uh, the ones in Texas too, and I mean, this is where Extra Life started. Those ones really need help right now too. So giving to Extra Life actually is helping support those ones as well. Uh, for our for us specifically, you're donating to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, but if you're looking for people. Closer to home as well. You can always look around. I'm sure you can find there's extra life guilds as they call them. Uh, if you're looking for things like you know to help support your area, you know that's a good way to also give to this. But if you do support me and Ben, uh, we are working on a very very nice raffle, and we are also working on quite a bit of things with other people. Uh, I think Ben will be able to talk in a moment or two exactly what we are looking at for some of the raffle prizes, and I can tell you guys what I'm working on for some raffle prizes. But basically what we're doing is for every, I think we said every 10 bucks that you donate in will gain you one raffle entry for all of the prizes that we're going to do. Uh, now, the more and more that you actually do donate, uh, for every $10 there'll be another raffle prize. But we did say, I think for every 50, we'll give you 10 entries. So you get to double at 50, which is a really great way. So um, now, like I said, this is not a pressure for everybody to do this. This is just something we want you know, all to be able to think about a little bit. And, you know, especially as we're getting closer and closer to the event, it's something that will generally really, really help out everybody that's out there. The, you know, Children's Miracle Network, we're getting close to Christmas at that time. This is also helping them and these kids have a nice Christmas. But this really does take care of the facilities to make sure because all these places are all nonprofit. So this helps them buy new equipment. Uh, and just better the care for the kids that are there. Uh, and just also just for those hospitals to be able to do little things for the kids that has nothing to do with their medical care, but just let them have a good time. Um, all those little things, all those things factor into all these children's hospitals out there. So make sure you give that a little bit of thought. Uh, I really, like I said, I hate asking people for funds. This is one I have zero problem doing that for. This is, I think, one of the best charities out there. They take zero off the top. Uh, there's a lot out there that take you know 5% here, 5% there to be able to keep their charity running. Extra Life is just run by some people uh, that have full-time jobs, and they just have a lot of people donating their time to make this run and operate. That's all it is. All the money comes in and goes right to the hospitals. So not, yeah. like I said, a cent is skimmed. So make sure if you're looking for some charitable givings, this is probably one of the best places. Yeah. All right. So as far as the raffle, I'm going to give you guys a quick, real fast overview of one of the raffles you're automatically entered into whenever you give funds in. And this is the one that for the team that we play for, which is Team PS Nation. Uh, these guys have been doing this for a very, very, very long time. Uh, I think this is going to be like their eighth or ninth year. And they actually play for Mountainside uh, Hospital in New Jersey. It's their normal team uh, that they play for. Um, but since we've worked with them, we raised, I think, over $30,000 for them last year, which was absolutely insane. Uh, 
as a part of that team. Like Ben, myself, and our small little group, I think we we're really close to seven thousand dollars. So I think we were just under. Actually. Yeah, it's like I think it was like sixty five, sixty six hundred yeah. is where we fell. But what the guys at PS Nation do, they've been like I said, and I mentioned this last week. They are the longest running PlayStation podcast out there. Like regardless of what you hear anywhere else, like you know, IGN has had one that's gone you know, for uh, over 500 episodes, these guys broke 500 marker almost a year or two before they did. So uh, they've been around for a very, very long time. But they have really great connections with the video game world out there. And they're just two guys that have normal jobs, like Monday through Friday jobs. Uh, but they just love gaming. And this is where we found out about Extra Life to begin with. So it just seems right to constantly keep playing with their team. So, But what they do is they have a raffle that they run all the time as well. And what they do is is for them, $10 as well gains you one raffle ticket entry. And then uh, every 25 bucks, obviously five. Uh, and then I think they do a little bit of a bump up. 75 it gives you 18 tickets. 100 gives you 30, so on and so forth. You can't have... And then $200 obviously gives you 100 tickets is the way they do it. That's the max you can earn out for them. Regardless, if you donate to us, forget to put that little you know DC primetime in your donation message you are still automatically entered into the PS Nation raffle. And i give you a quick idea of a couple things that they gave away last year. Uh, they had five PS4 consoles um, uh, from Sony, and they were all actual specialty consoles. So some of them were signed, some of them were like out-of-print special editions, but it was five PS4s. Then they had things like, um, you know, Yeti, uh, Yeti USB mics for people that out there that love doing podcasts or just want to use it for Skype calls, things like that. And those things are not cheap. And then there's at least, and I want to say at least probably about a hundred games that were given away digitally as well. Like skimming down the list, there was copies of street fighter five uh, with like season passes, Bioshock collection, horizon zero dawn and rigs, specialty items and statues signed by gorilla games. Um, you know, Kubo uh, in the two strings limited edition statue, for those that movie that some of you may have seen, which is a really great, beautiful one, there was only a thousand of them ever made, and they had one that they were giving away. Um, you know, though, there's like things like this over and over and over. I mean, these guys have had some amazing, amazing prizes given away, um, and the only way you can do that is through a raffle entry. Uh, so they'll have theirs, like I said, ten dollars gives you one entry, and then so on and so forth. Up to two, uh, you can have up to two hundred tickets max. And they usually do their drawing about three to four weeks after uh, after Extra Life. So now, as far as ours, uh, now Ben, I'm going to let you jump in and take over on that one. All right. Well, um, I'm I'm still working on a number of different things, but we've reached out to a number of different people already. Uh, one, in fact, as you mentioned, our friend Brian Roll uh, at OdysseyArt.net. Uh, he has offered up already four pieces of artwork that he is going to give me at Heroes and Villains Convention, since he is a featured artist there, uh, and. <clears throat> Uh, I'm also going to be getting, hopefully, getting these pieces signed by the actors because all of these actors will be at Heroes and Villains in about two weeks. Uh, so I'm going to, he's going to be giving us four pieces and I'm going to be getting them signed by the actors. I think last week I mentioned two of them. I mentioned that one of them was Robbie Amell as Firestorm and the other one was his wife, Talia Ricci, as Silver Banshee from Supergirl. Uh, I will mention the other two. I, I guess I'll reveal them now. Um, the other two pieces that we have, uh, which will probably be probably, I guess, some of the best prizes that we have out of the raffle so far. Uh, one of them is a John Barrowman as Malcolm Merlin piece, uh, which John Barrowman will be there, and I'm hoping to get signed by John Barrowman. 
Uh, and the other one is Stephen Amell as Arrow. So I will, I know for a fact I will run into Stephen many times over the course of this this convention. And uh, in, in, if not behind the scenes with the panels and such. So uh, I will get him to sign uh, the Stephen Amell one as well, the Green Arrow one as well. So we'll have four pieces of artwork, all signed by the actors, hopefully signed by all four of the actors. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I think Barrowman might be the toughest one. Steven's going to be rather easy because he loves doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's cousins with Robbie. So if he can simply just take it to Robbie, get Robbie to sign it. And I'm sure Talia will, will sign it as well since she'll be right next to him. Um, but there's other things that we're working on as well. Our friend Drew Powell is going to be there. I already have something in the works for Drew, <laughs> uh, for Drew to be able to, to do with us. Uh, we're going to be presenting him something at the con. Um, and maybe you can make a second one and he can sign it. And that's what exactly what I did. I, I'm, I'm not having him sign it because if you wash it, I don't want the signature to come off. Um, but the last time we presented him with this, we presented him with a different one. He tweeted out about it and ta- he tagged me in it. And for at least four days, my Twitter feed blew up. And it was constantly people asking me where they could get one. Uh, so we're going to take advantage of that again. We're going to have Drew tweet this. We're going to present them with him with this. We're going to have them tweet it out again. And when people come back and they say, where can they get one? We're sending them to Extra Life. Here's your opportunity. We have one other one made. We're going to have him sign an autograph picture with it. And it's going to, we're going to send them both to whoever wins, uh, that particular prize. So everybody on his Twitter feed who wants one, we're, we're going to send them right to the Extra Life page and say, donate. You have an opportunity to win it. Uh, we're going to wait to reveal what it is because I think we're going to do a Facebook live with him at the con when we present it to him. So before we go on Facebook live to present it to him, to see what it is, uh, we'll post a couple hours earlier so that everybody has an opportunity to tune in. Uh, but we're going to work with Drew. So we're going to have something from Drew about that. Uh, I'm going to be on stage with Brandon Routh. So I'm going to try and find a pop final figure of Adam and get him to sign as well as Katie Lotz to get her to sign a white canary one. Uh, I'd like to do something with Candace Patton, but I don't know exactly what's out there to have her sign. There's no pop vinyls. There's no artwork. So it, it's going to be tough. But if, if I can find something to do with Candace Patton, I will as well. Basically, I'm whoring myself to all these people. I'm taking advantage of the fact that I'm going to be on stage with all these people and I'm whoring myself out to them for help for this charity. But luckily, most if most if not all of these people are fully uh, charitable, so I'm fully confident they'll, they're willing to help. And I've already reached out to fans to let them know that I'm doing this. So mm-hmm. I'm not doing this behind FanFest's back. Um, they're, they're well aware that I'm going to be asking these people for it and they're, they're okay with it. So uh, And they're fully confident that they're charitable people and they're willing to help as well so i'm confident we're going to get all this stuff signed uh i'm going to find some comic-con exclusives while i'm there too stuff that you can't get unless you go to the con whether it be a fun go pop a piece of artwork and i'm going to purchase it i'm going to purchase it with my own money and we're going to put it up for raffle uh and then some probably some other little stuff too i think the badges that you and i have would be cool if we bought them and actually sent them out uh, as small prizes, maybe the Flash on Blu-ray since the new season is coming out on I think September uh, September fifth. I think it's tomorrow actually. Uh, yeah, it's it's coming out on Blu-ray. Maybe we pick up rays of Arrow and Flash and we we make that a combo prize. Um, right. You know. And now bear in mind too, the more prizes that are listed, we'll we'll get more and more prizes entered in as long as people are are doing donations. If, 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 if we if see, we're still, yeah. 
if you're slow, we're not going to pick up as much of this stuff because then we end up just having all this stuff that's signed. Um, hey, and that's fine said, with me. <laughs> but it's ultimately, though, too, I view it as that's money we, we could be using to donate in, <laughs> So, True. which is what I normally do. I try to put in about you know anywhere from 200 to, 200 to $300 every year. Yeah. Um, but that does cut into some of those funds to be able to, to purchase some of these things. So we do want to make sure if, if this is something you are going to participate in, the, the sooner you do it, the better, because that way we know what to make sure and how much of things to get. That does that does factor into this. So uh, don't wait to the last minute. Really do not wait to the last minute. Heroes and Villains is in two weeks. Um, it, that will tell us what we need to do. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, because I, I don't want to go out and raffle off 20 things if we only have 10 donations. Because right. then we're stuck with, you know, whatever. Um so yeah, so it, it we got a lot of stuff planned, but we need to start seeing donations coming in. Um, I know personally, I need to post about it more because I haven't really been posting about it quite a quite a bit, and um, it's, I've had a lot of other stuff going on. So I've been trying to, you know, I've been working with FanFest about getting into the convention and and everything else. So now, now that that's established, now that I know who I'm going to be on stage with and and everything, now I can start concentrating on extra life over the course of the next two weeks, and yeah. and getting those donations to come in. Yeah. All right. So with that, let's jump into the news and we'll get out of here. Um, like I said, I know this has been like almost a fully non-DC panel with the exception of talking about some of the prizes. But there's a couple things for us to talk about. And it's thin this week, but still, hey, some good hey, stuff. Hey, I think the biggest piece of news that came out most recently this morning is the fact that Indiana Jones 5 won't feature Shia LaBeouf's character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just got that out of the way since we were... Since we off off the DC topic for a minute. Okay. So we're <laughs> going to start with The Flash. Uh, and this week, we're going to talk a little bit about what is in store for Harry in the upcoming season. So we do know for a fact uh, we will be seeing a new Harrison Wells somewhere this season. We don't know what that character is going to be, look like, anything yet. But we do know what's coming. But Kavanaugh did say, you know, as far as, you know, we do know he is indeed playing Harry again this season. Well, no, uh, I think we we do know it's going to be Earth Two Harry. Yeah, I, we, we that's what I'm saying. It's like he, he's definitely coming back to play Earth Two Harry, but he's also going to be playing another Wells at some point yes, in this yes, season. Yes, it's just a new Wells, and we have no idea who that's going to be. So, uh, but Andrew Kreisberg talked to Entertainment Weekly just a couple days ago and basically said this: you know, Harry, you know, as far as him, he is a genius, and his daughter is safe, and she's Flash on Earth Three. And he's one of those people who's realizing he does not have much of a life. So season four for Harry is really realizing what he's missing in that life and what it is he needs to become a better, more complete person. So he's going to be going on a fairly epic and emotional journey this season that is very much tied to the thinker's plan. So we do know he's going to factor into this. The question is, it, obviously, I'm, we know Harry's going to probably stay on the side of good, but uh, the question is, is he getting manipulated into some things? So I'm very curious to see how that plays out. But I, I think it's going to be great that we're going to see a more serious Harrison Wells this season, probably from Harry. But the fact that he's going to be there with Cisco just makes me happy because their interaction together are just the best. Yes. Um, but in addition to that news for the flash, there has been a couple promos that have come out this week and they've been re uh, referring to them as producer promos. So uh, the folks over at the CW sat down with people like Kreisberg and Mark Berlanti and all these folks and started showing some new clips for what is to come in the upcoming seasons. So, if you go over to our Facebook page, you you will see the link for the one for the Flash. So, 
Uh, in addition to that, let's now move over into Arrow. And uh, specifically, we'll talk a little bit uh, about what is going to be going on with Black uh, Siren, almost a Black Canary. Uh, and that is this. So there's going to be a team of villains this season, but one of the biggest ones we'll see, and we'll, uh, we'll see here from the very beginning, is Black Siren. We're very excited to have KD Cassidy back on the show, and it's a great villain because it really speaks to the emotional state of everyone on the show, particularly with aspects of Oliver because it's an old friend coming back to do some evil. So it's going to have some serious major resonance. Now, bear in mind, this is a very small little clip. This is also tied to the Arrow Producers Preview promo as well. So uh, feel free to make sure to check out that video again also on our Facebook page. Uh, jumping over to Legends, uh, same thing. Uh, we're going to be seeing, you know, there is now two promos out there for Legends. One of them, which is just a great just promo for the upcoming season, which uh, has a couple great lines where we see... Uh, some uh, Terminator 2 references tossed into the mix, which is kind of wonderful. That classic come with me if you want to live. But uh, one of the things that's great to see in this too is lots of shots of Nate actually in his costume. Uh, we always saw him in it in Invasion. That was it. But it looks like we will see him don uh, the Commander Steel armor uh, this coming season instead of just more street clothes. So, so kind of cool to see that he's going to be actually playing into that a bit. But uh, you can definitely check out the, uh, the Season 3 trailer on our Facebook page. But in addition to that, there was another article that posted just, I think it was about a day after, that has the producer's preview showing as well. But in that, we found out something new, and that is Marie McCabe, who played Vixen in Season 4, I want to say. Yes, Season 4 of Arrow, uh, will indeed be making an appearance in Legends this season. And they said this may not be just a one-time appearance. Uh, Marie McCabe may be popping in a couple times this season, so it's a big wait and see. So something kind of exciting to see that we're going to see uh, the Vixen from the past and uh, that Vixen's grandmother, so Amaya's, uh, or granddaughter. So uh, so it'll be really cool to see how that plays out. Um, all right. And the one of the big ones for this week is something I wasn't, I, we knew it was coming, but we didn't know how or when this was going to happen. But we did now find out who indeed will be playing our Dick Grayson on the live action Titan show. And that is none other than Brenton Thwaites, who was uh, played Will Turner's son in the most recent Pirate of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Which I still need to see. I've really just been itching like crazy to watch that. I really <laughs> want to see it. Uh, but it's everybody was really surprised by this call because he's been kind of making a splash for a young actor in Hollywood for him to come down and do a TV show like this. Uh, everybody was kind of surprised that he's not going to be more moving towards the leading man roles in films. Um but everybody said, you know, he was a really big highlight of that movie and did an exceptional job. Um, so I, I'm really excited to see what he does with the character of Dick Grayson. So, <coughs> excuse me. Now, in addition to that, I don't have the full details of it because the article, I've only seen it once. And it was dumb and didn't bookmark it. But <laughs> for Titans as well, it sounds like there's two other characters that they're trying to cast currently. And that sounds like none other than Hawk and Dove which is really fantastic. And this is the uh, male and female Hawk and Dove, not the uh, two male Hawk and Dove characters. So I am looking forward to seeing how that plays out. But no casting news. This is, sounds like it is early casting calls. Um, the only other person right now we know that has not been cast yet is Beast Boy. So we do have our Starfire, our uh, uh, you know Dick Grayson, and do, 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 Raven, correct? Yes, Raven. Yes. So... Uh, but yeah, so it sounds like we're getting closer and closer for them kicking off uh, full-on production, which I believe they said is going to start uh, early October. So, uh, And I believe uh, there's talk right before the end of the year or early, early 2018 is when that'll kick off. So, 
man. All our, right. our show is going to get so much longer. Uh, well, you know what? The nice thing is you have to remember, Titan sounds like it's going to be a binge watch show. It's all just going to come out. And then Black Lightning is in the back half of the seasons. True. Uh, so thankfully, it's not going to drive us up the wall. So we'll be okay. Um, all right. So let's jump into movie news. And this is where there's a little bit of things to discuss. Not too much, but just a little bit. Uh, so we now know officially, as of last week, David Sandberg did say 100% pre-production has officially begun on Shazam. Um, they are over at the Warner Brothers studio lot. He did post a quick picture of just a filing cabinet with a can of Coke on the top of it. And it says, my new office and where I will be spending a lot of time. And then it's uh, it said day one on the movie and it says one empty can of Coke. Day two, and there's like 12 cans of Coke there just empty. He's just like, oh dear God, what have I done, basically. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, but no, it seems like they're they're getting excited uh, to get things get things rolling. So, but production has officially begun, which is very very exciting. So, I'm sure, it means not too long before we'll start hearing some casting news, all that. So, uh, jumping over to Suicide Squad two. Uh, as far as when that film is going to start filming, well, it sounds like it's not going to start until at least fall twenty eighteen. But that's not because of any delays with the project. This is specifically waiting for Will Smith's calendar to open up. Because he has two films ahead of this, one of them being the film Gemini. The second is his role as playing the genie in the live-action version of Aladdin. No, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm I, not happy with that casting. I, I don't know who I would have cast. It's just impossible to... It might to... just be because I'm just extremely biased to Robin Williams, but I, I don't like it. I mean, I could see him doing a, a, a fine job. I mean, you know, Beauty and the Beast was actually quite exceptional. Um I, I'm curious to see how Aladdin's going to go. Lion King is obviously the next one that's going to be in the mix. Um, so I'm very, very curious to see how this will play out. But uh, not horrible casting, but it's it's no Robin Williams, that's for sure. Nope. So, uh, <laughs> but, so 2018, probably late fall for Suicide Squad. So that probably puts that movie probably early 2020. If uh, I would say probably the first, first quarter of 2020. So, gotcha. All right, so... Let's uh we're gonna skim over the two other ones and get to the last one together. So Justice League movie merchandise has screwed up yet again. Actually not specifically <laughs> anything with Warner Brothers, but one of the toy companies, big surprise. Uh it seems like the big thing that ruins the majority of the superhero films out there, but we do have a one hundred percent official confirmation that the Superman uh that is going to appear in the film will kick off first in the classic suit resurrection suit Superman. So we are seeing in a Series 2 from Mattel in a little card uh, a full-on black suit Superman. So, uh, But it looks like uh, looks like a full-on cape, though, with it, too. So not quite the same as a uh, brain of Superman does and, he, uh, you know, Rebirth. But, but, but does he have a mullet? It does not look like he has a mullet, and I'm okay with that. Man, so. it's not authentic, then. Well, he's got a cape, though, too. So. Oh, that's true. So it's already not authentic. But it is the black suit with the silver crest, um, and uh, there was a shot several months back that we did post with like, a little swatch of the same material that the Superman um, you know, suit is in, but all black. So that's when we we're like, I think we're definitely going to see it. Now we know we are definitely going to see it. I'm, I'm excited to see it. I, I, I want to see the black, this black suit Superman because I'm, I'm really hoping this is going to mark a change in the character. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's jump into a little Wonder Woman 2 real quick, and this is coming from Patty Jenkins, and she said this about the sequel, and it sounds like pretty much all but 100% confirmed. She, her, the, the deal is just signing the last little bits, but we've been saying that for a while, but if she's talking at this length, that means she's already in. It's just finishing contract crap. 
So the greatest thing about uh, the first Wonder Woman movie was the fact that you're really building to the Wonder Woman that we all love. But not until the end of the movie. The most exciting thing about the sequel is literally seeing her loose in the world now, uh, now living those classic stories. This is Wonder Woman. What can she do? It should be a totally different movie, but grand, uh, like I said, but it should be a totally different movie, but grand and now full-blown Wonder Woman in the world. They said this is the Diana Prince that everybody knows and loves in full. So, um, so yeah, really just looking forward to seeing it. It's, again, what we all would expect because it's a sequel. So, uh, like I said, pretty much new story, but a non-new story at the same yeah. time. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to hit this point first because it's a little out of order, but then I want to talk about the other two because it factors into a little of a discussion. Not much of anything, but just a little discussion here. And that is uh, the Black Manta gameplay is now out there for Injustice 2. And I will say this. I am really excited to try him out. I, I'm, I think once... The season, uh, well, not the, the, well, sorry, character pack twos start coming out. I'll probably get back to the game. But he looks like a mix between Sector and Scorpion um, from MK, and I'm very much okay with this. Uh, with a little bit of Supergirl thrown in, too. So uh, two of my favorite old MK characters mixed with one of my favorite Injustice characters. So uh, if you haven't got a like, second, uh, it is on our Facebook page. Definitely check out the Black Manta gameplay for Injustice 2. Uh, sounds like we will be seeing him coming out in probably just about a month or so from what it sounds like. So, All right. So now with the big stuff out there. Now, Warner Brothers has been announcing more and more films, but specifically we talked about this last week was a, uh, a Joker film, like a, almost a origin story. And we got a little bit more as far as what that could be. And it sounds like, you know, this is the plan is uh, Todd Phillips uh, – well, Actually, here, I'm just going to read this start of the article because it's a little funky to work, uh, you know, worded. So so last week, news broke that Warner Brothers was planning a Joker, a Joker origin movie that would not be set in the current DCEU. At the time, we were told that the Todd Phillips-helmed film would take influence from producer Martin Scorsese's early works, such as Raising, uh, Raging Bull and Taxi Driver. And now uh, we might just have a few intriguing, if not uh, no doubt polarizing details to add to this. Um, so pretty much what we've got this is uh, one of you know, the filmmaker's friends by the name of Brendan Schaub, who is uh, does some MMA work, uh, was on the Joe Rogan Experience, which is a great podcast if you've never heard of it before, uh, and did say this on the show. He said, my boy Todd uh, put this together, uh, sorry, my boy Todd Feldman put this together with Todd Phillips. Too many Todds. <laughs> uh, it's dark, and it's like a, a very, very dark Joker. Uh, as a kid, he had this permanent smile, and everybody made fun of him. Uh, and then he took to the streets of Brooklyn. Uh, so it sounds like this is him working his way up through the ranks of the criminal world and the organizations out there and kind of became the Joker that we all know today. But it's kind of the start of all of that. So um, I will say this. This sounds very interesting. I, I really kind of like the fact that they're going to maybe find a way to make this very twisted other other version of this grounded character and kind of start with quick flashes and then watch him build up. So I think this could be a very interesting opportunity. Now, the big thing here. That is interesting, though, more specifically, is a film not set in the current DCEU. And now, all of a sudden, we're all like, wait, huh? What's what's going on here? Because there's been a lot of confusion about this as of late. Now, I don't know where, Ben, where you sit on this currently. Um, now, they are talking about some maybe potentially big actors for this role. There's been some rumors right now that Leonardo DiCaprio could be coming in to play this non-canon DCEU version of the Joker, which would be phenomenal casting, I think. Um, but 
Neil, we're, we're definitely breaking from just a single universe. Do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I agree with you on the casting. I think Leo as the Joker would be phenomenal casting. I've also seen a lot of things popping up online <clears throat> as to why at no point in his career has Willem Dafoe ever been tapped as the Joker. Because, my God, that would be phenomenal. As far as the movie itself goes, look, I, I want to see a Joker origin story as much as I want to see another Batman origin story. I've seen it. I know what it is. Uh, if it's done right, it could be great. But I think DC and Warner Brothers, I think they need to concentrate on the movies they already have slated before they go off announcing all these other ones. No, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think... Like, look, we have Justice League. We, we, we've we known for years now that a Flash and Aquaman movie are in the works as well. Um, and Aquaman's already well, well into filming. I think they're getting close to being wrapped on filming. So Yeah, but I mean, but still, look at all the issues we've been having with the Flash and the changing of the directors and everything else. Right. Look, let's lock down one film before we're announcing 15 other ones. I yeah. mean, obviously, we knew we were going to get a Suicide Squad two uh, Suicide Squad sequel at some point. So Suicide two, we knew that was already slated. That's not a big surprise. But now to do, uh, you know, we've got you know the 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 Harley Quinn with Poison Ivy. Yeah, the um, Gotham City Sirens. Gotham film, City which, Sirens film. We've which got was announced pretty quickly that while Suicide Squad was still out there, so we knew this was a high chance. So I'm still excited about that one. But, I will say oh, that. I, I am too. But I mean, I, but we've got Nightwing. We've got Shazam. We've got uh, Black Adam. We've Batgirl, had all, you know. Batgirl. We've got all these other movies announced. And it seems like at this point, that's all Warner Brothers is good at doing is announcing these films. They're not good at making them yet. I think you need to solidify your filming process and you need to get your shit together First, curse we've said all podcast, and um, I think it's merited. You've got to get your your plan together and work on the films that you already have slated before you're slating more. I want to see a Joker movie. I would love to see it, especially with Leo as casted. But I'm not going to trust it until I see these other films are quality. Yeah. Uh, So um... I I, I don't – I put no faith – in the future of DC and these movies until I see what's already planned. Yeah. I, I have to see how Justice League is and then Aquaman before I'm even – the only movie at this point. And my faith is even shaken in this one that I have my faith in right now is the Batman. And that's because I love Affleck as Batman. But we don't even know if that's still coming to fruition yet the way we think it's going to be. Yeah, there is was another rumor this past week after everything came out about Affleck saying, no, 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 still in, still in. Uh, but it sounds like now, again, there's another story and like a brand new story saying that Matt Reeves's Batman film is still is not in DCEU canon at all. Uh, and it's in one of these style films like the Joker film is going to be. And Affleck may not be attached. And this is after Matt Reeves came out and said, no, 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 no. Uh, and uh, he said, it's a Batman film. It's just uh, there's not cameos from all the other stuff. But there was no point in time that he say Ben is his Batman. Yeah. So nobody knows what's going on yet. And like I said, we said it last week, Warner Brothers needs to get out there and actually clear the air on this stuff because it's not good to have rumors like this constantly taking up things and causing wars and issues between your the fan community, 
potentially with the actors. Uh, it just makes Warner Brothers seem like they don't know what they're doing. And that also has to do not with DC, but with Warner Brothers and their ability, I think, right now to run their studio. I, I think they're having a very difficult time under the new studio head. And I think that's where a lot of this is coming. But I will say this. The one thing I, I am kind of excited about is the fact that they're willing to make films that are outside the traditional DCEU. I think it could cause brand confusion, definitely. But how amazing would it be that we all of a sudden get, sudden get a Kingdom Come movie? They don't need to have it tied to anything. It says, boom, we are just doing a live-action adaptation of Kingdom Come. Or, hey, here is a live-action adaptation of the Judas Contract for the Teen Titans. Or, you know, like, this, what we get with the DC animated films. And be able to do, boom, here is a single single movie. And it could definitely work. And I think it, it's maybe this is Warner Brothers saying, we don't need to follow what Marvel and Disney are doing with Marvel. We can have our little DCEU stuff. But, like, maybe the right way to handle DC is just to do really good adaptations of some classic stories. And I, 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 I agree with that. I think the brand confusion is is one of the biggest things that, that I would have with it. But I think if you're going to do this as a company and you're going to do this properly, if you make this Joker movie, you cannot have anyone who has been involved in the DCEU take the helm of this film. No. This cannot be a Zack Snyder film. This cannot – I don't even think this can, well, This has to be a Jeff Johns film. Well, they did say specifically – Jeff is still works with creative control and for the films now. Like he, He's a part of it regardless. But they did say this new banner that they're going to be working with DC on the side of the DCEU, they said will purely be auteur-driven films. So it sounds like it's going to be like – up-and-coming filmmakers that have really new, unique, interesting ideas, and it sounds like this is a place for them to grow and be able to do them. So it's going to be like their own new, fun continuity. Like, think of this. This feels kind of like DC Elseworlds. I, and I, so. you know what? And and putting it in that perspective, I'm a little bit more okay with it. But you just right. you you have to if you're going to separate this from the DCEU, every element of this has to be separate from the DCEU, from production to directors, writers. Everything, with the exception of Jeff Johns, because he does have the creative control of everything DC across the board. Yeah. With the exception of Jeff Johns, you have to keep this separate from everything. Do not let Zack Snyder t- touch, put a finger on this project. Right. And I think you know what I you know I will say this as long as they brand it the right way, like you know, have your movie posters say DCEU or you know uh, chap- chapter two of the DCEU, whatever it may be. That's a great way to do something like this. You know, my, my brain actually goes back to, I don't know if you guys remember back in the day of the death of Superman, if you were reading comics at the time. I the, was. The little Superman shield that said, this is book three in this story. Yeah. So I would love for them to do something like that. I still have those comics. I think they're worth, yeah, something. I, I think they're worth something now, too. Uh, I don't think, well... <laughs> you're talking about an era where books were, were overprinted, so That's most of those true. books are, are worth close to nothing so and thanks for ruining my dream <laughs> <laughs> i'll put it this way it, it's 65 or 75 if you still have them you're not retiring on them i'll tell you That's that true. much hey so. <laughs> I, my most valuable comic in my collection right now is still my walking dead number 100 so there you go first appearance in egan go ahead uh <laughs> but yeah so i mean i'm kind of kind of curious to see um how some of this stuff is going to play out but i you know what i think this could really be warner brothers saying what if something like the DCU just doesn't work out and they, they want to make sure that they're working with these characters and there's a future for them. 
and they say, hey, you know what, we're, we have more faith in the DCEU, but if certain things don't pan out the way, way we need them to or fans don't like things in the way that we, we, we hope that they do, they have other irons in the fire to make some interesting, fun stories still. And I don't think that's a bad idea. I think what it is is they're looking at, actually, Disney in two fronts. They're looking at the MCU, but then they're looking at Star Wars, and Star Wars has the a Star Wars story kind of branding, you know, and then the traditional... Uh, you know, episode numbers that are part of the Skywalker saga. So. Yeah, but those separate Star Wars stories still tie into the universe. They do, they do. But I, I think it's it, it's them realizing that they're allowed to do things outside of, you know, you know the, the traditional stuff that people are paying attention to. Like, you do not need to see the Han Solo film to understand who Han Solo is as a character when we first see him in A New Hope, you know? Gotcha. It's, it, it's one of those things, it, it, it's, it's a side story that, isn't necessary. Rogue One is not necessary. It was fun. Uh, I know you you feel differently, but like it was still a fun story. <laughs> yeah. But it it doesn't add anything that you need. It just there's a couple great moments and some fun characters that are really just fun to add to Star Wars lore. But again, unnecessary stories. So if they can do this and they say, hey, we're we're gonna do three Joker origin films. They're all gonna be different, and we're gonna leave you guessing on who what the real one is. Hey, cool. And then you can take that into, you know. The DCEU, if you want, and who is it? Maybe it's this one, this one, or this one. Same as the comic books. It's there's so many different variations and takes. So very curious to see how it'll play out. But I think this is this is a potentially cool new twist and shakeup for uh, you know the DC film slate out there. So I'm kind of curious what they do. But I do. You're right. They need to get more films in front of the cameras first before announcing more and more. Yeah, so. I mean, at this rate, for every one movie we see, we're getting six announced. Yeah, and it's so you know, I I, I think. I think I don't want to hear another film getting announced until we hit Comic-Con next year. And that's when they say, oh, yeah, by the way, here is, uh, you know, Aquaman's uh, first big blown, like, full-blown trailer. And here is the casting of Batgirl. Oh, by the way, here's this, what's going on with this film. Here's the first shots of Flashpoint. These are the next films after these. And then it's okay to talk about them. So Agreed. All right. Well, I think that does it for us this week. Uh, Went... We actually got almost a full episode out of it. I think we only talked to DC for about really 20 minutes, but we hope, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think uh, we did the right thing by based on some really important things earlier on. So Yeah, I mean, we needed to talk about Extra Life because we, we, we got to get the word out there too. Um, the movie pass thing, I think, even though it's not DC related, still technically kind of loosely ties in because of all these DC films hitting theaters soon. This is a good opportunity to see them on the cheap. Uh, I mean, unless you're, I mean, and by the time these films come out, like Justice League comes out next year, uh, movie pass should hopefully have a way for you to see it on 3D or IMAX, however it is you enjoy seeing these films. So uh, I, it pretty much means for me that for $10 a month, I go and see whatever the hell I want between movie screenings I go to and <laughs> and using movie pass to go to movie theaters, uh, yeah. which uh, I will say, uh, keep an eye on Next Level, uh, Next Level's Facebook page, Next Level Radio on Facebook.com slash Next Level Radio Online, uh, because tomorrow, which would be Tuesday, um, I'm going to a screening of IT. Ooh. And I cannot wait because it looks, it looks great. I'm a huge horror buff. I know our listener Paul um, is uh, a huge horror buff as well, so I, I'm sure he's probably he might be a little jealous that I'm going to see it before him. Um, but uh, every advanced word I have read on this movie from every critic has said that this movie is scared the shit out of you, scary. Yeah, I've been hearing nothing but amazing things. Even Stephen King came out and stated, "Holy crap! Yeah. They they 
they made it scarier than I wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> so which is and I, it, I can't and wait. He's, he's talking about it in a big way, and he he said he is very very happy and very very impressed. So yeah. Uh, but speaking of Paul, upcoming shows, uh, upcoming yeah, episodes yeah. we have Actually, over the next two, two, two weeks. Things. Uh, next week, uh, we had our contest a little back in which the winner got to host an episode of DC Primetime, and Rob and I became his co-hosts. Uh, we took a step back and let him take over, take the reins. Uh, that's going to be next week, as far as we know. Our listener, Shad, is going to be coming on and taking over the show next week and talking. I think he's going to be talking about like the Arkham games. Uh, on consoles and such, which is going to be kind of cool because I haven't played them in a while. So I might actually go back and play them a little bit this week just to refresh myself. And then two weeks from now, I will be at um, Harrisburg Comic Con. No, I will be at Heroes and Villains, uh, New York, New Jersey. So if you are in the area and you are going out to the con, please find me. I'll be on stage. Uh, You know, come up to me after the panels and, you know, say hi. I'd love to meet any of the listeners that we know are going to be out there. Uh, But because I'm going to be at the con... We are going to potentially have somebody step in and take my place. Uh, Rob will take over the hosting of the the issue, and listener Paul will step in, who ha- who does have um, his own podcast as well. Yeah, Bats, uh, Bows, and Books. Yes. Um, yeah, I spoke to him just yesterday, and uh, I'm also trying to convince him to do something else as well outside of that for Next Level, which uh, <laughs> I know me and Ben have talked about in the past, but um, if you like horror... Uh, Send him a little message and be like, hey, man, you, you should do a horror podcast. And I know he <laughs> wants to. I think he, he's trying to find somebody that can maybe co-host that with him. Um, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm already, I'm, I've already have like two podcasts and a third one in the works. I don't know if I can do it before. <laughs> yeah. It's a I, lot. I, 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 I do. Too and I do well. yours, too. So that would be they would make it five. Yeah. But now we would love to see him do that because, again, the dude is just absolutely amazingly passionate about horror films in a big, bad way. And uh, we really hope that he does because we'd love to have him on the network, too. So but uh, I'm really, really excited. The fact that he's going to jump on. We have no idea what we're going to talk about yet. We're going to hash out time. So uh, bear in mind, the next two episodes may not be hitting normal Monday mornings like usual. It's going to really be around Chad and working with his schedule working with Paul and his schedule, and then we'll go from there. But there will be normal episodes those weeks. It's just the day and day and times that they get posted may be out of the normal timeline. So just bear in mind on that, but they will, there will be episodes. So. And, and, and I know we've had a lot of episodes over the course of, you know, the summer and while these shows are on breaks that we've might've been a day behind, or, you know, I think one week we even took a week off, uh, you know, cause God forbid we get a little vacation from this as well. Um, wow. That sounded cocky. Um, but <laughs> we don't mean it that way. It's we don't mean like, it oh that God, way at we all. Need, we need we need a break at times too. That's I all mean, you got to figure we do this weekly, and we try and put fifty two episodes into a year. So every once in a while, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay if we take a break, uh, but we try not to because we don't want you guys to lose interest. We got we know you guys expect something every week, so that's what we try and do. When these shows come back in October, we will do everything we can in our power to make sure these are to you, these episodes are to you Monday morning. Because if we wait till Monday night, we're already into the following week. Right. I don't think know, we've shows. ever, since we ran this sh- we've been running this show, uh, have ever, ever missed a proper on-time episode. I think it's, with the exception of once, where it maybe came out one day late, but we have never missed a, a fairly timely delivery while shows are airing, so... No, because we want you guys to hear what everything is before these shows start back up, before the new episodes start again that week. So 
We try and get it to you Monday morning so that you can listen to it during the day and then go Monday night into, into the next week's shows. So um, when the shows come back in October, we promise uh, you know everything will be back on schedule. Right now, we're just a little bit looser in the summer because it is the summer, and we're you know we're we're trying to enjoy ourselves as well and trying to fill a lot of space in between. Mm-hmm. So, but let's do some cheap plugs, and then we will get out of here and enjoy our Labor Days. Uh, but as I mentioned, Next Level Radio, uh, the Next Level Podcast Network is where you can find this podcast as well as all of the other podcasts, uh, including my showcast Spotlight, which is our interview celebrity podcast that can be found at nextlevelradioonline.com as well as content for all the podcasts network wide facebook.com slash nextlevelradioonline and of course the facebook page for this page facebook.com slash dc or this podcast rather uh facebook.com slash dc primetime and as for me you can always find me at the capping group cast of pods also on next level uh we are still in the planning stages for the uh the next episode so we'll uh, be hashing that out fairly soon may uh, i make a recommendation sir Absolutely. Um, because I will absolutely be a part of this podcast and because this is something I really want to talk about on Wilhelm Files when it comes up. Um, but since Wilhelm is still in development, might I recommend the Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy? Ooh, that could be a good one. Um, yeah, something to think about. May have to think about that one. All right. So, uh, but we have, like I said, we are in planning stages on that one. So we are figuring out what the next episode is going to be. We'll be probably recording that fairly soon. Um, uh, it seems like we try to, after usually every, about three weeks after the, the recent episodes air is when we get in the planning stages and put an episode out. Because these ones do take a lot of time to plan. Because um, they are quite trickier than a normal episode where we can be like, boom, here's the hot button topics of what's going on in culture. This gives us the ability to be like, this is what we want and have a good show and for you guys to enjoy it that way. So uh, bear with us. So like I said, we gun for monthly. Sometimes it's, it's a month and a week, but. It's it's usually still monthly. So, um, but anyway, uh, one of the other things too is a big special thanks to George George Shaw Music. We thank him every week for the music that you get to hear on the show. But again, big reminder: we need you guys to go to extra-life.org on the upper right hand corner of that website. It says search for a player. We need you to punch one of two names: Rob R O B space Martin M A R T I N, and if you find that. You should immediately find a picture of me. Uh, I believe I'm wearing a black and white striped uh, or plaid shirt with a Goonies t-shirt. You can click on that, make a donation, uh, and then in that message, make sure you write DC Primetime in that message. Uh, Now, you can keep yourself anonymous. We'll still be able to see your email personally when we log into our page. Uh, Also, you can do that. The same thing is if you search B-E-N space B-E-C-K, Ben Beck, do the same exact thing, DC space Primetime. Uh, in and, your message. And, and you'll see a will... picture of me wearing my reverse Flash t-shirt. Yeah, so it's really, really easy. You'll be able to see exactly who you need to find. Um, all you have to do is do that search. Remember, every $10 is a raffle entry. At $50, we give you 10 entries. Um, and like I said, it, when you hit, you know, for every 50, it's 10 entries for you. So, And we will allow that to accrue. So um, we'll, uh, we'll make sure that soon as more and more come in, the more and more prizes we will make sure we have ready and acquired. Um, the more that people do it, the bigger and better the raffle will be. We promise you that. We have plenty of stuff going on between what Ben's doing, and I'm talking to a lot of people too. And some of these prizes could potentially, you know, we know the stuff buy and roll is awesome. Some of the other stuff is really fantastic as well. 
including like you know again our friend that is now going to be playing Solomon Grundy. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it, it's awesome to see that Drew is going to be in this mix, and then now potentially some really just beautiful lightsabers too. So yeah. that's kind of amazing. All right, guys. But that does it for my side of it all. So uh, I'll turn it back over to Ben. Yep. Uh, as always, we just want to thank you for being, as we do every week, we want to thank you for being a part of the community. Thank you for posting. Thank you for messaging. Thank you for listening. And we hope that you share this as well. <clears throat> uh, next week, as we mentioned, we're going to have listener Shad is going to be coming on and taking over the hosting responsibilities of the show. Uh, so we hope that you guys tune in and show Shad a lot of love because uh, I don't know if he's ever done anything like this before. So... Uh, we're going to be right there to back him up, but we want to give him as much support as possible and, you know, get him, get people listening. Because who knows, it might turn him on to podcasting as well. Uh, but until that time, until next week, uh, we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Get Chad. <laughs>